Uh, when preparing for a message today, sometimes ideas just pop into your mind and you know where you should go and what you should talk on and what God has laid on your heart. But there are times when you just don't know what to do and where to talk on. And, and today, the, uh, a verse came to mind right away. Uh, and it's a verse that, that has been a, a favorite verse of mine for many, many years. And uh, it's in Proverbs 11.25. Proverbs 11.25 says, The generous will prosper. Those who refresh others will themselves be refreshed. And to me, that sounded a lot like uh, we read uh, the Apostle Paul tells us that Jesus once said, It is more blessed to give than to receive. Uh, to me, these two very much coincide, line up, and go together. And so today, I want you to know that I wasn't always a giver. I wasn't always a giver. See, I, like maybe many of you, I grew up in a home that didn't have a lot to give away. Uh, I, I went to school and I saw my classmates typically had better clothes than me. My classmates tended to have a little more money to go and do, like if we'd go to basketball games, they had more money to go to the concession stands than I did. I, I hope to get that hot dog and, and the pop and whatever, just uh, you know, have something in my stomach. And I'd go to church and, and it was the same way. Most of the people there had nicer clothes. My mom was a, was a thrifter before thrift stores were popular. She would, she would get the big paper, say like for Green Bay, and she'd find the garage sales and she'd map out Saturday where her tour around Green Bay was going and we would go garage sailing and that's how most of my school clothes came about. And uh, so when, when there was extra, uh, it usually wasn't the thought was, who can I help? It was like, I better hold on to this for the next time I'm going to need it. Anybody remember those days? I, I was there. That's what I lived. Now, don't get me wrong. My parents made sure we had food because we had dairy cows. And my mom always made sure we had b the big bags of cereal. It wasn't name brand. It was the big bags of cereal. And, and uh, we ate a lot of it, a lot of uh, after school and, and supper with cereal. And uh, we always had clothes. My mom, even she was thrifty, like I said. We had plenty to wear. And we always had what we needed. But there, like I said, there wasn't a lot extra. And so when you don't think you have a lot extra, it's hard to be generous, isn't it? It's hard to give away what you don't have. And that's an important part of being generous. You can only give of what you have. And so money is not the only thing you can be generous with, right? Right. You got your time. You got your abilities, you got your talents, you got your energies. And maybe that's one thing uh, these younger guys are learning. I'm 45 now and I'm learning my body can't do as much as I used to do, okay? I am slowing down, I'm feeling it, I'm feeling the pain. What I used to be able to do for 10 hours now after three or four, I was like, it's time for a nap and it's time to take a break. And. Uh, and so, but there, there's our abilities, there's our strength, our muscle, there's our words. You can be generous with your words. Generosity can come in many forms, so you don't have to limit your generosity to what you see or how you see someone else being generous. Generosity is, I think, uh, just uh, your imagination and what you can give, what you can share, and how you can bless somebody. And that can come in so many different forms. And you can, I would say, you can only be generous with what you have. Can you not? You can't be generous if you don't have something. And so with what you got, you can be generous. 
And so we all have something in which we've been blessed with and then can be generous with. It might not be money. It might be you've got lots of time and you've got lots of energy or you've got a lot of time to pray and you can pray for people and that can be your generosity and and, or you, you're great at the piano or an instrument and you can go to a nursing home and you can play and, and just give people a really good nap music or whatever. Okay, I'd be that person. So there are, there are a lot of ways in which we can be generous. Now let's break this verse down a little bit. The generous prosper. The generous will prosper. Now this, this is the New Living Translation, and so it uses these words. Well, this word generous could actually be the word blessed. The blessed will be blessed is maybe another word you, way you could say this. The blessed are going to be blessed. And so the blessed, uh, to be generous, is one who's blessed, a source of blessing, or one who is liberal with what they have. They give it freely. It comes into their hands and it goes out of their hands, maybe, how you can look at it. And one who possesses something, they choose to share it with others. That is a generous person. Now the, the word prosper, to grow, to be enriched, to be made richer, to be made fat. As what the, when I look this word up, it says to be made fat. You're, you're, you're prospering. You increase or you grow. Okay? Now, we don't like to get typically fat in, in this life, but it, it happens. The belts, the, you know, the belts start growing out, whatever. But you're, you're growing. You're prospering in some way. The generous will prosper sounds a lot to me like the concept of sowing and reaping. You reap what you sow. The blessed will be blessed. The generous will prosper. You can only sow of what you have like you can only give of what you have. And you can reap, and in the, just kind of the concepts of reaping, you'll reap after you sow. You're going to reap uh, what you sow, and you reap typically more than you sow. And that is how God's economy works. That's why there's prosperity. That's why there's growth. That's why there's increase. That's what... God's economy looks like. Now, I know many in this place are generous people. I've been the beneficiaries of, of many people's generosity, uh, whether you've helped me with a project or uh, around this room and throughout this building, I've, I've asked many of you for help on this or help on that, and it's come. I've mentioned at a prayer time uh, several years ago that, man, we've got some kids that want to go to winter camp and and we just don't have the money to help them, and they don't have money, their parents, and a lady left the prayer time, and I was like, what the world? She, she had to go somewhere. She came back to the prayer time a little while later and said, I went to the bank, and this is to get three or four kids to winter camp. Generosity flows. She, she, she blessed with what she was blessed with. And so I know many people in this place are generous people, and today I just want to encourage you to, to keep being a blessing, to keep being generous. Uh, I've learned that generosity, uh, though sometimes has to be kept in balance. If you, if you run out of something, uh, you can't give more away. Money doesn't grow on trees, like they say. And I've learned this, is that once I give it away, I can't get it back. And so I got to be careful where and how much I'm giving away. Let me give you an example. So uh, I, I especially like football season. I like to watch uh, football and I like to sit down and watch. And inevitably there are commercials that come on. 
help for disabled veterans, help for wounded warriors, help for uh, Shriners Hospital, and the one that really gets me help, these four little kittens and puppies that are homeless, okay? And, and my kids will attest, many times, you know what I do when that commercial comes on? I flip to another channel. And that's because I'm cruel or mean or whatever. I really enjoy animals, but I am not going to get pulled in. This is my opinion. I'm not going to get pulled into caring for animals when there are people out there that need help. Okay? And I've also decided that I, I just don't want to help people. I want to help people find Jesus. And so I only have so much income in which I can share. And if I give $19 a month to help Shriners, a great place, $19 a month to help homeless puppies and kittens, and $19 a month for this, all of a sudden, I can't help when a family has a fire that I want to help out. Or uh, somebody's going through a hard time and they want to help you. You know what I'm saying? Is that I've choose, I, I have to choose when I'm saying yes and when I'm saying no, because if I say yes, 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 that decision's going to be made, and all of a sudden I have, I have to say no. Because I've given my time, I've given my energy, I've given my money away. And I eventually I'm going to have to say no. And so I've, I've learned that, to be, that I've got to be smart or God-led maybe, you want to say. God can direct me, guide me in what to say yes to. Because you're going to run out. If I say yes to helping with this project, that means I'm using my time and I won't have time to say yes to another thing. And so we gotta, we gotta ask God, where, where are you leading me? Where are you guiding me? If, you're, uh, if you give your time to study and teach a class, eventually you're gonna have to say no because you don't have more time to give. So I'm saying all this to say that, that we should be sowing, we, we should be generous, we should be a blessing, but Sometimes we need to ask God where that blessing should go because there are needs everywhere. And God can guide and God can direct because I want, I want, to, I want to get the assignments God has given me. I want to get the ones where, where, where God has said, man, you missed that one because you gave it all away over there. Or you didn't have time for that young man because you were a part of this or a part of that. And so I've had to learn when to say yes and when to say no. It says that the generous will prosper, the sower will reap, and the giver will be blessed. The generous will prosper. The second part of that verse says, he who refreshes others will himself be refreshed. Now as I look this, this phrase up, it kind of has this idea, how many of you guys watch uh, when the coach gets the Gatorade or water jug dumped on him at the end of a, a game, a win? And it's this idea that if you're going you're gonna to drench somebody with something you have, but all of a sudden what's coming behind you is a huge rain shower. Okay, that's what this kind of, the, the imagery of this verse is, is the person's going to, you're going to drench somebody, but then behind you, God is coming behind to drench you. And it's going to be bigger, it's going to be a, a, a soaking bigger typically than what you soak the person with. Okay, I, the other day I was driving down Carney Ave to go home and a lady, she had just, they had 
did a sidewalk and she planted grass and she's out there with her hose watering this little strip of freshly planted grass. And, and I was like, you should have gotten a sprinkler, but she must have more time than I do. And uh, I, I just had this vision of she, she's soaking, she's saturating the ground, but a rain shower would do so much more. And, I, and this picture is when you refresh somebody, you saturate somebody with the blessing, the generosity that comes from your gifts, your talents, your resources, your time, God's coming behind and he, he will repay back bigger. He will repay back better. Now, I don't give just to get back bigger and better. I give because God leads on my heart to give and he always takes care of me. So the one who refreshes is going to be blessed, and the one who refreshes is going to be refreshed. Sounds uh, like, like a pretty good system, doesn't it? Yes. Now, it doesn't seem like it should make sense. Because if, let's say you got $1,000, and you know somebody in need who doesn't have any, and you give them $100, you're $100 out. But God's saying you're more blessed to give than to receive. I'm more blessed to give the 100 and be at 900 than I am to be at the 1,000. And I've just had to learn that God's economy, God's math, God's ways of doing stuff are way higher and way better than mine. Okay, the world would tell us, hold on. You got to hold on to it because the more you have, the more secure you are. And the more you have is, is, is what you have enough. And God's just saying, you know what? I've freely given... Freely give out, because that's what he, he did for us. Now, I know this verse uh, has, been, has played out in my life, and I know it's played out in many of your lives. And I come to think, if, I was, if there was a Bible story, maybe you picture this, I, I was sitting down here this morning, and I pictured this. If there was a Bible story you'd be a part of, which story would you be one of the characters of? And I pictured myself as one of the guys that, uh, four guys that carried their buddy on a mat to Jesus. And they couldn't get him there. And they, you know, the house was full, it was packed, they couldn't get him in the door. And so somehow they schemed a way to get on the roof and they're tearing the roof apart and they lower him down. I'd be one of those four. That, that's one of the stories I, I could be a part of. I, let's get them up here. Let's get them in front of Jesus. Let's do whatever we got to do and, and scrape and scrimp and get them down there. I would, I would be, man, what a story to carry the rest of your life. What a story to be a part of to say, that guy's walking because me and us three, we, we carried him. We got him up on that roof. Oh my gosh, he could have lost a little weight or whatever. But we got him up there. Man, that roof was, it had so much sod on it. Or it was so hard to get through. But we got through. And man, the people's eyes when we busted through that, you know, ceiling. To get him down there. He's walking. He's running. He's enjoying life because we were a part of that. What stories could you be a part of in this life? What stories have you been a part of? I'd love to hear some of them. Somebody that's at a different place because you gave, not just money, but you gave your time, your energy, your resources. You gave, you went to the hospital, you went to the jail, you went to the nursing home, you went to your neighbor next door with, with bread or a meal or whatever. What stories have you been a part of because you've been generous? I got a picture up here of Adrian. I saw this last night. 
And this, this just hit me. Like, this was perfect. She said, boy, do I miss teaching Rainbow's classic church. Nothing in my life has ever filled me, listen to those words, has ever filled me with as much joy as hanging out and teaching God's word to a bunch of three to four-year-olds every Wednesday night. This is from the month I was secret superhero captain cooperation. <laughs> Nothing has filled my life more than giving away. She gave away. She taught. That's where she chose to spend her time and her energies. And she invested in three and four-year-olds. And, and I know she had a hoot and they had a hoot. We're made to be givers. We're made to be givers. Now, what another, uh, as I was preparing this, there was a phrase or a paragraph I came across that I wanted to put up here and I wanted to read to you. Because they hit me. I never heard this. It said, rivers or givers are rivers, not dams or swamps. Givers are rivers of, of continual flowing fresh water, rivers of provision and blessing flowing from the Lord to them and then through them to others. Believers that hold on to what the Lord gives them dam, out the, dam up the river and stop the fresh flow. They eventually become huge stinking swamps filled with water that is no longer refreshing. Givers are rivers. It comes down to us, blesses us, but then flows out. That's, that's the intention. That's the, that's the follower of Christ. That's what Jesus first did for us, and then what he wants, I believe, us to do for, for the people around us. It's more blessed to give than to receive. The generous will prosper, and he who refreshes others will himself be refreshed. This is biblical. It's true. It's God's way it's, that works. It's tested. And it works. Many can attest to it. Many can attest. Now, do we give to get? Some people do. Some people give to get attention. Some people give to, 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 to receive more. Some people do it to get, uh, uh, to do it in a manipulative way because now you owe me. Some people give that way. That's not the God way. We give to give. It's not, it shouldn't be our goal to get in return. I hope you give because you care, because you want to love, because you want to be kind, because you want Christ to flow through you. Uh, I hope you give because you want to help. Never give to manipulate or control. And if, you're, if you've done it right, and I told the students this a few weeks ago, if you give right, people open their hearts to you. People open their hearts to you and, and you, you gain friends and you gain uh, support in the support you give. And, and when you do it right, people open their hearts. And when they open their hearts to you, you can impact them. You can share. Many, many people around you probably don't know Jesus. And if you never give, if you never help, if you never support, you may never get a chance to share Jesus with them. But when you care, you're gonna, their heart is going to open to you. I've seen it. I've experienced it. People that have been kind and generous to me, I, I'm supporters of. I care about them. I want to see good things happen in their life. And the same for, for people that see you, if you've been generous and kind and helped them. You open their hearts and you can impact them through the gifts that, that you help them with. Now, before we close, I gotta be 
really clear on something because some people uh, believe that you can work your way into heaven. You can give enough that you gain God's approval and that's not how it works. No amount of giving or self-sacrifice will get you into heaven. Before you can give anything that pleases God, you gotta first receive God's gift of eternal life and salvation. You gotta come to God as a poor sinner unable to pay the debt that your sins created and receive the forgiveness that he provided freely to you and me. He provides it freely, but it was at a great cost, wasn't it? It cost Jesus his life. He offers this unspeakable gift to everyone who will receive it. Receiving God's salvation in Jesus is the starting point of becoming a giver, a generous giver. Because it's a starting point of being conformed to the image and character of his son Jesus. Although we can never match what Jesus did or even think of paying him back because it's impossible. We can become givers that are being conformed more and more into his image and in a place of blessing ourselves. So I got to make that clear. You can't, you can't give your way into heaven. You've got to first be a, a, a receiver of the blessing of his salvation. And once you've received that, man, game's on. You can start, you can start doing things for the kingdom. You can start being involved in incredible ways. There are so many ways you can be involved. It's not just money. It's not just giving. It's, uh, you can be generous on Wednesday nights or Sunday mornings helping at Royal Rangers or Impact Girls or Youth Group. You can be generous being a nursery worker. Generous helping in King's Kids, in the sound booth, on the stage, if that's your giftings. There are so many ways. It doesn't have to be here either. You've got neighbors that need Jesus. Man, if you're going to bake, bake something and share it. I like to receive good baked goods. Okay? <laughs> but, but I don't need more of it. My wife is a great baker. Okay, great cook, and I've watched her give. I was like, oh, run these over to Nancy and Muff. Run these over to these place or whatever. She, she's, I'm the errand boy, okay? <laughs> Go do this. And what's happened? We have, we have good relationship with our neighbors. We've been able to pray with them when, when their son passed away and, and when they've faced some health scares. Their hearts have opened us. And you know what? They've been generous to us many times. When I've gone on vacation, I come home and my driveway's plowed of snow and I don't have to go out there and shovel and, and, and get the snow plow. And so God works in incredible ways. You gotta be a partner with him. That's the fun thing is generosity, this just came to me. You get to be a partner with God in this world. Some in this place might need to get right with God today. You're what may be a prodigal. Prodigal son, prodigal daughter that walked away from the father. You walked away from home and you're, you, want, you need to come back. He's waiting. Yes. Arms open wide, waiting for you to come home. We pray for prodigals in this place. Yes. We've seen some of them come home and we're praying for the rest too. Today you can, as, as we get ready to close, when we have the, the anointers, the prayer people come up here, you can, you can pray to receive Christ and start this journey. If you've walked away, you can come back today. If, you, if you've uh, found your life maybe stagnant and stale in some ways, maybe you, you've been, you haven't been given the way you should be or could be, 
Uh, that's between you and God. I'm not going to tell you how and what you should give. But you, you just need to have a conversation with God possibly today. How can I give? How can I give? What can I give? What do I have? Because he's going to ask you to give of what you have. He's going to ask you to give. He's not going to ask you to give uh, what, what, he, what they have or what they have. He's going to ask you to give of what you have. Amen. And you can touch lives. And you can help people and you can be a blessing. I'm telling you, it's one of the funnest ways to live. It's one of the funnest ways to live. And if, you, if you're going to do it, grab a partner. Grab somebody and go somewhere with you. Go do something for somebody. Take something to somebody, you know, somebody you need. And see what God will do through it. Acts of kindness, uh, even though they might be small at times, can be a really big thing. At the right moment, God does amazing things. And so would you just allow God to speak to us this morning? I'm going to ask the prayer team to come up and be ready to pray with people. We have an informal dismissal. That when you're ready to go, you can leave. But we have an extended worship time. We have a prayer time. If you have needs in your life, uh, these people want to be up here and pray with you and believe in God for a touch from Him. If you need to give your life to Jesus today, you're not a believer. You haven't trusted in Him. Come and one of them will pray with you and lead you in a prayer to receive Jesus as your Lord. If you're a prodigal that needs to come home, today would be a great day. The Father's waiting. Come home. Or if you've just been challenged in some way just to say, man, I could, I could get away from scrolling on my phone and give my time to, to somebody or something or watching too much TV or whatever it is, whatever, just let God open your eyes and guide you and direct you. Make a commitment that you're going to try to hear His voice because God has blessed us. And with that blessing, we can turn it around and be a blessing to someone else. And in doing so, I believe God will, we're a, we'll be a part of a story that may lead someone to Christ. It may lead someone back to Christ. That may lead to someone's healing or someone, uh, who knows. But just be open to God leading you and directing you. And so Jesus... We're just asking, Lord, for help to hear your voice. Lord, we are thankful that your economy and your ways are higher than our ways. Lord, that the generous will prosper and he who refreshes will be refreshed. It is more blessed to give than to receive. Lord, many know that that is a true, uh, true statement and it happens. Lord, some have yet discovered it, and so help us do that. We pray for your blessing, Lord, throughout this day and throughout this week as we, uh, Lord, go to work, as we go to school, as we, uh, Lord, spend time with our families. Lord, some are in trying situations, and Lord, we ask for your help to shine for you, regardless of what we face. Lord, we love you and we praise you. Be glorified from our lives, and we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.